0: Help It's all about
1: knowing who you are as an individual. Cheers, cheers. Karen, I have to say, it's an honor to meet you. It's a privilege. Thank you I, so much. I, I, I uh, I'm, how do I say this? I'm a huge fan because based on your uh success of everything you do you to me are the equivalent of self-made so oh, what thank you what does that mean to you what does self-made mean
0: self-made is living on living life on your own terms not necessarily following the rules that society has set forth for you you know being a person of color you'll always hear you can't do this especially being a woman too You can't do this you can't be a part of this xyz you know it's always a boys club but here i am cheersing having a great time excelling in those spaces so self-made is just all about knowing who you are as an individual living in your purpose not letting no or society define you
1: have you always felt like that or is that something that's come over time those feelings
0: it's something that has come over time for me because for so long, I was I was dealing with insecurity because I wanted to be like I wanted like, hey, how come you're not liking me? What do I need to do? But then I realized, you know, with the help of my mom, like Karen, why are you why are you trying so hard to fit in when you were born to stand out? You don't understand. They don't have the same ideologies as you is because you're different and it's okay. Eventually, in time, you will see that. Now you see they use words like eccentric and X Y Z. So. It's something that was instilled from my mom, and I continue to like just work on my mental health and stuff like that, and just remember, like you know, just just pouring into me.
1: What did you? I'm gonna jump around because I have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So, but what did you want to do when you were little? Like, what did you want to be?
0: Um, interesting enough, I wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. That's a good um, one. Because at the time, um, my sibling at the time, he loved the Cowboys. I wanted to be a cheerleader, and that was just the thing to do. But then I remembered I have no rhythm. So <laughs> that didn't work for me. And I had this infatuation with the Backstreet Boys. So in my mind, I thought I was going to marry AJ McLean. So I was like, oh, I'm going to just be a wife. I kid you not, like my first paper <laughs> in, in the eighth grade. Um,
1: they had us right on what we're
0: gonna be, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna marry AJ." And they were just, they were like, "Is that it?" I said, "Yes. He's in the Backstreet Boys. Life's over. That's it. The end." <laughs> so, so
1: where did where did the where did that feeling come of you know of of I want to go out and do my because you you've been doing so many things. Move to it feels like you moved your own beat. I want to. I wanna try this now. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna move around. Where does that come from? Oops, did I lose you? <laughs> you got it?
0: Um yeah, now I, I got you back. It it, it 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 came from it's like a trial and error type thing. At first when I started, you know, I was I I loved TRL and 106 in park when they first started. So I knew I wanted to be in that space, but then I loved Andrew Martinez. And Angie Martinez is somebody that I idolized, and I don't use that word often because here she was where you were, you were like loved her voice. It didn't matter what she looked like, what she wore, but anything that was happening in culture when 9-11 happened, when you know Biggie got shot, Tupac got shot, just anything that was just happening, she was the person that like related to you. And then then to see her then branch off, because she was bigger than just doing radio. Then to see her perform, I think it was the MTV Awards or the Grammys, and to see her perform Ladies Night, that's when I realized, like, I don't need to put myself in a box. She took herself out of just being a VJ. She, right now, then she put out an album, and she let the world know, like, I'm more than one thing. And that made me realize, like, Karen, you're so focused on trying to be one thing. And here goes Angie Martinez letting you know you can be whatever you decide at whatever age. And it was just so incredible to see. You know, I know we have the Oprahs and everything else, but just Angie Martinez, man, I, I identified with her so much.
1: Do you remember when you met her for the first time?
0: Ooh, um, when I did her apprentice contest. Ooh, that was years ago. I did her apprentice did contest, you, uh, the second annual one.
1: Did you tell her that you, you at that time idolized her?
0: Yeah, she knew this. She mentioned she actually mentioned it in a book. I yeah. did her contest. I was a really big fan, and um, I made the top three. Unfortunately, she didn't pick me, but, you know, still it, it still worked out. I got to work with Punk Master Flex. She's still an incredible person that I know to this day, and I love her, and it's great to just be in the same you know, um, be in her presence at times. So it's just, it, she's just, she's just incredible.
1: So again, I, I, I almost feel like these, these conversations are selfish because it's, I'm more curious than anything else. But no, it's
0: fine. We're talking. <laughs> when, I,
1: when I was growing up, my biggest issue was I I had so many, I had so many things I wanted to do mm-hmm. and my, uh, I didn't, therefore I didn't focus on anything. And mm. it wasn't. 30s or I'm like you know what I gotta pick something. I gotta just focus on one thing so how are you able to do so many different things because that's the the, the, the Angie Martinez is the opposite example she can do anything yeah. you know what
0: I mean yeah so for me I haven't I have an incredible team and I work off of a calendar so even for stuff like this it's like today my whole day was planned on making sure that I do These type of moments, these type of conversations. So I'm really like super structured with the scheduling, knowing what's important. This COVID thing actually like made me reset and realize like what I held a value and what's not a value. So it's just really going off of my schedule, having a great team there, a great tribe to help me throughout certain things. And, you know, the different businesses that I have, I have different employees and stuff who are in charge of them.
1: So, so you touched on, on COVID. What's changed for you? What's
0: um, Honestly, uh, it's been, which is crazy. And I, I feel this makes me feel like um, you have like that survivor's type of guilt for saying this, but it's made me slow down. It's made me see myself in a new way. I love who I am. Like I'm cooking now. I would never be sitting and drinking and, and, and sitting and just drinking a nice a nice glass, as you can see right now. I'm enjoying my home. I'm reading. I'm pouring back into me. I was ripping and running and doing so much on plane after plane, and I honestly was getting very sick. And this is making me sit still and really listen and honor my heart, what I need to do next, and, and, and things of that nature. So... I've just been taking this time to sit really still, you know, and, and just, just, just put that energy back into me.
1: Are people, whether it's your employees or whether it's clients, are they looking Mm -hmm. to you for motivation right now?
0: Oh, definitely. They're still hitting me like, Hey, need to make money. What are we doing? I understand need to make money. So business is still happening, finding new ways to do stuff, but I've been using my platform more than ever to do philanthropy. But, um, but yeah, business is still moving. Business is still moving forward, and obviously, it, 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 it's not gonna stop.
1: What do you What do you tell the music side? What do you tell the artists? They say, "What do I do right now?" My my two biggest, you know, currencies are are the tours and the shows.
0: Yeah, it is. It is the tours and the shows. But now you got to go back to streaming. Now you got to go back to sales and certain things. And it's like everybody's stuck in the house you have to get them streaming you get them on youtube you do certain things you look at somebody like nba YoungBoy. he's not somebody who toured often you know what i mean he's on house arrest what that that dude drops a video on youtube and it's number one and he's charting and doing xyz he's not somebody who can he can tour like that so i know that's a big portion of people's money but i like looking at the um young boys and even the travis scott how he was able to maneuver making these bundle packages. I'm not big on video games, but to hear my nephew, like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm at a Travis Scott show. I'm like, where? Some, at a, it's like a video game he was playing or something. So it's all these different things. Really, this time is showing you who is really dedicated to their to their craft, to marketing, to branding, to make sure that it's out there because there are so many people who they do tour, they do certain things, but they're making it work for them. Another one is Tory Lanez with him creating, you know, there was Demon Time Radio first, but he decided to, um, he created Quarantine Radio. He put out a project. He's continuing to still go. So you just have to find ways to continue to elevate yourself as an artist um, because there's so many apps right now that are inviting talent and things on there to create content to have moments from house party to TikTok to Facebook to Instagram. So it's really you know just turning on that digital
1: savvy do, hat. Do you think that artists are too afraid of trying new things because they don't want to look bad or they're they're scared of what the what their appearance could be? Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's a lot of times nobody wants, nobody wants to be the first to like fail, you know, and be, but it's always good to test the water. Why not? Why not try and do something different? Like, look right now, Jason Derulo, like to me it's corny, but he knows he's big on traveling. That's his thing. He does a whole bunch of shows and he, he knows he can't do that. So what is he doing? He's building his online presence. He created a whole new persona on TikTok. He's at like 19 million right now. So it's like the average person don't want to do the little things that he does, but he said, you know what, F it, let me do it. And it works for him. Look at all the followers and engagement he's getting from it. So people just got to step out of it. to like, step out of just, just being afraid and trying something new because we're going to be dealing with this for a very long time because the unknown is just very confusing on how concerts are going to be now, you know, sporting events. And they were talking about they're going to be like little hubs, I'm not trying to go to Madison Square Garden and only see 200 people. So, yep. so um, interesting enough. It's just you know, artists just gotta go out there. They have to they have to put themselves out there and just be okay with it because there's so many people who are doing it and it's working in their
1: favor. Do you think there's a difference between a call it a, a well known established artist and what they should be doing versus an up and coming one?
0: Yeah, there's definitely two different there's two different realms because with the new artists, you know, they're, they're, they're ushering their way in. So it's like the shake hands and kiss babies. They have to meet new people, X, Y, Z. Like Rihanna is not going to have to go do uh, um, a, like a, a zoom interview. She can just drop her music. Same thing with Beyonce. She can just drop her music on title and be done. A new artist can't do the same thing. They can't do that. They're going to have to go to, you know, the breakfast club and the this and the, that, and start off from the beginning. But at one point those top-tier artists did that. They're just past that stage now where they can just, their body of music is just, that's all that matters.
1: Who do you like working for now? Meaning um, work, if I put it in those two categories, would you rather work with that that established artist or would you rather work with an up and coming?
0: It gets tricky working with an up and coming because it's this, we live in this fast food era where they're looking at my other talent. And I've had this with I've had this with prior artists that I've worked with where they'll look at my prior talent and they're like, oh, why am I not doing this? I want to be here. I need to be in this and XYZ. And they don't realize it takes time to grow and to do artist development. So I like working with talent who understands. They may not be super successful. They may be right in the middle or just growing. But sometimes it's very difficult. I barely take on the super new clients because they don't they don't give themselves to enough time to breathe they'll come to me and think okay put me on the cover of double xl next month
1: and i'm yeah. like yeah but
0: that's not going for that relax um. like it takes time to you know it takes time so right now for me it's all about it's all about quality over quantity so
1: yeah it, if if i met you for the first time didn't know who you were and karen mm-hmm. what do you what do you do what would you say
0: ceo of my marketing and branding agency, Always Civil Enterprise, and of Live Civil, which also is the Live Civil Foundation, which is pushing the power of play in various areas.
1: Do you real? When did you realize that you're no longer behind the scenes? Do you know what I mean? You're no longer. You are an influence. You, are, I don't, um, you must know that. I mean. Yeah.
0: It it hit me when I got to um, like when they wanted me to come to the White House and speak. Um, And I was just so floored and perplexed by that because they only invited 25 women for this champion of change event with Michelle Obama. And they wanted me to start opening remarks. And I was just like, oh, okay, this is different. Like that was like my uh aha moment. And then the next one for me was. You know, um, someone reached out to me from L.A. Weekly and was like, hey, we would love to um, interview you. I said, sure. And she's like, you know, we just want you to be your personality, your normal self. I said, cool. Meet me on Crenshaw and Slauson because I'm here anyway with Nip. And they were like, oh, we were thinking in your home because they had like um, Eva Longoria and all these people in their homes. I said, well, I'm outside. I was going to Medieval Times. This is, you want to meet up with me or not? So <laughs> when they met up with me, here I am coming out of like a baby blue Rolls Royce with this gown on and this crown. And, they're, and, and we're on we Crunch on Crenshaw and Sloss. And they're like, what the hell is going on? I ended up taking the pictures there. And we went They're like, okay, do you want to go somewhere else? I said, we can go across the street to the donut shop. And she was so like the photographer and the writer was so taken back by it. They're like, okay, what is going on right now? Like, we weren't expecting this. I said, I told you, I was going to medieval Times after this, I'm excited. I'm from the East Coast, that used to be a thing that we do. So I said, I was dressed for the occasion. And then a couple months later, I look at a tweet and they made it the cover. Cause they were like, we've never seen something like this. So that let me know like, oh my God, this is, that White but House and that LA Weekly really did it for me.
1: For someone who doesn't have a lot of self-confidence, how do, you, how do you put yourself in that position of saying, you know what, I'm not just going to agree with them? Because most people are going to agree, hey, I'll meet you wherever you want me to go. I'll go in three quants. Most, most people will not just say, no, 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 no. I. But that's
0: that's not being your authentic self. It's like I didn't want to just take a regular picture. I've done that. I've done numerous pictures on my couch and just in my house with my dog like no i'm on my way to medieval times i'm wearing a crown i'm excited you know everyone's always you know everyone's this black girl magic so why not and i was in love i was in love with this this tv show that i was watching on on netflix netflix called queen mary so i was dressed like her so I, I, I'd rather just be my authentic self. It's just, if it's too much for, sometimes it can be too much. People are like, Oh my God, here go, Karen.
1: You so gotta those, take
0: it for what it is.
1: Those two things, are you mm-hmm. you, saying, you know what? I gotta turn this, I, I, I have to start using me as, as a vehicle moving forward.
0: be very quiet and timid and be like oh if that's what you want me to do fine no there's a reason that I'm in I stepped into these blessings that I have these opportunities it's because of who I am and I realize I am doing myself my family my ancestors um my parents more importantly my mom a disservice by not living up in not living up to my potential and not like being a hundred percent authentic to myself—if I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. Like, hey, let's do it over here. This makes sense. This is cool and X, Y, Z, and it happens to work. Like, people love it. It's just like,
1: why not? What are what's one or two things you haven't done yet you want to do?
0: Um, let me see. Um, I want to build a school in in the United States. Mm. Definitely. Um, second, I want to get married.
1: Those two things.
0: Yeah, those There's, two things. School out here because I have one in Haiti, but I'd like one in the in the U.S. and then get married.
1: <laughs> it is there anything on the business side that you haven't done yet? Oh,
0: on the business side, mm, I'd like to be a part of a presidential campaign. Um, you know, I did work with Hillary. We were so close, and yep. unfortunately, you know, she didn't she didn't win, but that's still
1: a big goal for me is to, to be a part of that white house. Very cool. Um, mm-hmm. Nipsey, I want to ask, mm-hmm. I, I got to interview so many different people and yeah. I always said Nipsey was by far my favorite because he showed up with nobody. Mm-hmm. He showed up before everybody else. He was just, he was the coolest, nicest person. And so honorable. Where does that come from? Where do you that's, think that?
0: That's, that's something that, is, that was instilled in who he is as an individual from his father to his mother. And if she's the first to arrive for meetings at 7, if she's there at 6.55, you know? And that's something that I love about him. And it's so interesting. After this is over, I'm going to send it to you. I was watching the footage from that because you guys didn't put it all out. And um, Mike actually shot it for you. So I'm going to send it over your way just so you can watch it. But he, watch it again, but he's just like, that's just him. He's, you know, it's, 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 it's great to see how so many people are like gravitating towards him and his messaging and knowing who he was. But this is who he was when he was alive. You could yeah. lose him in the airport, and he would be at the bookstore. I remember he was just like, the focal point of your home should be a bookshelf. And he's the reason that I got a bookshelf. And he said, no book hits your bookshelf without you actually reading it. He would send you an email in the middle of the night, and it would be a list of books to read and things of that nature. He always poured into you. And there are people who pour into you, and it can be destructive, and it can like be mentally draining but he was somebody who wanted you to blossom. And it's so incredible to have worked with him for that long period of time. And just to know like the legacy that he left behind and the things that continue to come. But that's something that's instilled in him. If you get to meet Sam, he's the same way. It's like top of the top. You could call Nipsey at four in the morning or 10 PM, you know, and and he was somebody who was so in- enjoyable to work with again. because. You'd lose him at the airport, but you'd find him in the bookstore. You'd lose him at the studio, but he'd be crawled up in a corner sleeping. Um, he'd, like, find a corner to hide from everybody sleeping because he wanted to listen to an audiobook. Like, that's him. And, and it would never be another one like him, man.
1: Never. Now, yeah, I just... And I said this, you know, before he passed. I've always said mm-hmm. he's just the most genuine... I don't know. When you become famous, you become there's a caricature you become, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the answers are real. They're, they're kind of stale. And every yeah. answer was just real and raw. And it was just, you, you knew he couldn't make it up because it was his story.
0: It was him. And he never apologized. The great thing about him is he lived in his truth. And he wanted people to know, like, yes, I am a product of my environment, but stop using it as a negative thing. I am going to show you how wonderful it is to grow up from where I am, to be empowering, to walk in my truth, to walk in my destiny. Do not allow my affiliation or things to be it, you know? And that was the great thing about him is like, I didn't see him, you know, people like, oh, gang bang. I'm like, no, I saw him as an entrepreneur, a businessman, a husband, a father, a brother, you know, um, just, you know, um just everything in between. He just he he just embodied everything. It was so incredible and you learned so much from him.
1: Who's in your luck who are the two, three, four people that you go to today?
0: Oh tribe. Let's see. My tribe, um I have a great group of women. Uh Donna, uh, my friend Benny, um, uh, my friend Mir. My friend, Brittany,
1: um, Are they, they've been there a long time with you.
0: Yes. They've been in my life for a very long time. My friend, Vanessa, who she let me sleep on her couch when I first moved to LA. Cause I didn't know where to go, like where to get a place from, but we've been friends for a very long time and on this journey together. And they've helped pick me up. And when I mean, pick me up to the point of like, where like, I just, you know, you give up and, um, they've been, they've been there to pick me up. Oh, Dana, too. Shout out to my baby Dana. But it's just like, they've been there and they're my tribe and I love them. And there's, there's some people that I'm not mentioning from the Monique to the Lawrence, but Sandra's, I have incredible friends. And the great thing is, is Los Angeles, it gets tricky because it's not easy to find people who are for you and not feel what you can do for them. But I've been blessed with a great quality group of friends
1: so, on the client side, what mm-hmm. makes you? What makes a good client?
0: Um, one who listens, one who understands, one who gets it, um, and one who who knows that I'm not about to like do the whole, you know, sit do ten hour meetings to explain my idea for you. I'm just one of those. I run and gun. I have the idea let me go, let me be great, let me do what I do. Because people will bring you in and then they want to to like limit your potential. So one of the one of the people I worked with first who was so incredible was Beast by Dre. Like they believed in me, they got it. Like I'd be like, hey, I want to do this event. And they'd be like, oh, okay, go ahead. I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this and this and that. And it you,
1: works. You pitched them the idea.
0: Yeah, it'll be things Say For instance, we actually, one of our first big events at the Beat Store was with Bel Air. And you guys were like two doors down and even for that, it was, um, they were a little bit weary up. I did, I hosted um, Jennifer Lopez, was putting out her album at the time. I did her event in Los Angeles, wanted to do an event in um, New York. We did it at the beach store. They're like, oh, we can't have liquor. Nope, Bel Air there, thing, it's gonna be a vibe, just some friends and thing. And it was, it was a nice moment and it's a great way to bring in all these different brands you know, to bring her there, make her a part of culture. And she loved it. Beats loved it, everybody wins. Like, you know, Belair won, JLo won, Beats won, Karen wins, so it it, it works. That's the overall goal for me is finding ways where everybody feels like they get a win, championed, and they get the look and the return on interest.
1: Do you think, on a, a different note, do you think corporate America is supportive of the hip hop world and the music world?
0: Uh, yes. Uh, to me, the hip hop world uh, is making things happen and moving culture and and XYZ, you know, whether you people understand it or not. Look at look at God, you know, God, God bless the dead. But look at Pop Smoke. He hasn't yeah. even been out a year and he had a Louis Vuitton situation. Yeah. If you go to their page, you'll see it. You know, um, someone like I believe it's Nelly has a Honey Nut Cheerios commercial. So yeah. there are ways where they understand that um, hip-hop culture moves the needle. They are culture. Look at Nicki Minaj is selling $1,200 T-shirts with her face on it at Fendi. Not yeah. everybody can do that, you know? Yeah. And it's such a wonderful thing knowing that we are in so many different places. And, for instance, 2 Change Chain Reaction shoe is the number one selling shoe for Versace. So... Two changes, you know, literally not to say he's keeping the lights on, but That's hello, he's making yes. in, he's making things happen. So it's it's great when you see these type of things. When you see like um, hip hop um, and just people, yeah, hip hop people of color and things like that. Just just seeing these companies come to them, but it's been going on for a very long time.
1: Do you think? Um, if you're working with a client, and I'm curious, this is a personal question. If you're working with a client, mm-hmm. if you have to work with just the team and not, the, not the, 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 the talent, is that an issue?
0: No, it's usually the other way around and it's an issue then. Um, Cause I usually work with the talent and then because the talent usually has, uh, has an issue with like the label or the whatever. So they bring me in and then it causes friction. So now it's my job to take away the friction that the artist and label have and make sure that I don't have friction with the label or the business. So I face that a lot because they'll think, okay, this person is coming in to do my job when I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. At the end of the day, we're all here to uplift. I say, we're trying to build, we're trying to form Voltron. I'm not trying to dim your light. I'm not trying to stand in your light. I just want
1: us to shine together. Yep. Yep. Do you yep. think that, that, that the tag female, do you like the tag female boss or just want boss?
0: I like boss. You know, it's cool. You could say female boss, whatever, but it's just, i a no, boss. What, I'm a CEO. What,
1: correct. Correct. But that's a label, right? Female boss. Yeah. So I prefer boss. Yeah,
0: I'm a boss.
1: Makes sense. That's it. That's it. So are you, uh, for those, for everyone Anyone, everyone watching, uh, uh-huh. Karen, the famous Karen Civil. Uh, I'm Brett Barish. I own, I don't know if you know, Karen, I, I did Ace of Spades. Yes. say uh, Yes. Bamboo. This is my, this is what I'm drinking also tonight. Shout out I, to I,
0: Mac and Wayne, because they make Mac sure that I have
1: that. Did talk to Mac today? I told him I want to spend a week living it with Wayne. We're going to call it, we're going to call it. Uh, uh,
0: oh, oh, good luck. Is <laughs> you know, you that bad? No, he, it's a time difference because I think they work like at night. Yeah, he yeah, likes yeah. to skate and do everything and then sleep during the day. Are you ready for vampire hours?
1: He literally said, I said, Mac, I want to spend it when this is over. I want to go, I want to be a, that's what we wanted to call it house guest. I get to spend yeah. a week. It's a house guest. And he says, good luck. I'll get you a four-leaf clover for that one. That
0: <laughs> yeah, the- it's, it's 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 different, man. It's different. From a shoot I had to do with him, for Beats, we did it at like 3 in the morning. And everyone He's- on the beat team was, they, the call time was at 6. And I, they were like, hey, Karen, call time's at 6. Are you coming down? I'm like, no. He probably won't get there till 1. I'm about, <laughs> to, go, I'm about to go to the pool and go hang out. I'll catch you guys later.
1: But yeah, do you you care? Do you get upset? Does it bother you
0: when you when you know who the person is? You kind of have an understanding of them and but companies and other people need to know that, too. And once they realize that, then you're fine. Like once I understand someone's schedule, how they work, who they are as an individual. So I know, okay, this person is most likely going to be 10 minutes late. I'm going to tell them this time if I know. They like to operate during this time. I will make sure it's during then. So I make sure that I cater towards them to make it as easy as possible for them, which makes it as easy as possible for me.
1: Makes sense. Um, How did you tell me the story about Wayne? How did that come about? Your relationship?
0: (laughs) I met Mac main at wet Willie's on my birthday years ago. And we were texting and I'm like, Hey, I'd love to meet up and talk and figure out some synergies. And we met, he pulled up, which was, I didn't think he was because we didn't really know each other and we knew each other through a mutual friend. So I was like, hey, could you pull up? I'd love to meet with you. I'm in LA, I'm in Miami for my birthday. He did. And I was like, yeah, I want to just talk, you know, business. I want to figure out, like, I do online stuff. I know you guys aren't big in that space, but talent, you know, if you decide to get new talent and I'm in, I'm in, you know, the tri-state area, if you're just ever out here and need some help. So then we stayed connected and then he hit me and was like, Hey, we got this ar- artist Tyga. We want to move him around in New York. Could you help? I said, sure. Set up radio. Um, I was doing things. I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I had these relationships. So setting up radio, doing X, Y, Z to get the best of the visibility. And um, that's where the relationship started. And then 2010, Wayne went to jail. Matt called me and was like, we got to figure this out. He's getting a lot of mail came up with the idea Wheezy Thanks You. He switched it to be an X to make it very personalized for him. The website went up on Father's Day. Vogue magazine gave it best blog. It did so incredibly well for him. He got the number one album. And that since your then idea? it's been...
1: Was that huh? your idea? Was that your idea?
0: The Wheezy Thanks You? Yeah. And it's like he has, he has, um, the, they used to, so he used to send me the letters and he would answer like a hundred fans. And I transcribed them. So you'd have to come check every month and see what was going on. But it was, it was great. Rebirth came number one. He has the most amount, he has the fastest amount of likes and most amount of likes on Facebook. So he has two awards. It's it's like, it's really great because I will say those are two people who champion you. When I yeah. went to put out a book, I said, hey, I want to put out a book. They got me a Simon and Schuster deal. Um, anything, whatever it is, they always champion. Like I'm working on my book now, and Wayne is <laughs> Mac is sending me Wayne's quote. So it's just, it's it's just a really, really cool experience. And it's just like I love it.
1: Shout out to Mac. I think he's watching. They're great, They're great people. Yeah,
0: I love, I I love, I love Mac. Like Mac is super family. He don't realize it yet, but I'm putting him in the wedding. Um, and he's always there. He is very, he is very giving and what I love about them is they create opportunities, especially, which I don't feel like they get enough credit for, for, for people of color and especially women. Like, the first female NFL agent who signed all these top-tier players, hello, Nicole, she's Young Money Sports, Matt, Wayne, Tez. So they're out here just like, they're just incredible, man. And I don't think they get enough credit. They don't, you know, they're quiet. They're humble stunners. They're, quiet, like, they're, yeah. they're, they're like humble with it. Yeah. Me no. I shout up from the rooftop. I absolutely love them. Mac is so incredible. Um, Wayne is so incredible, and and it's just it's just. I, I don't know if it's just that Louisiana New Orleans feel, but they're just great people, and um, it's great to continuously still being able to work with them.
1: So, can you tell the name of the book?
0: Um, no, not yet. I'm actually looking at the covers and stuff today. Is it I done? It's my cover. Yes, it's done. Um, I'm doing it through Target. I'm really excited. I did a Target exclusive. Thank you so much to Just Mike for making help make this possible. I'm so excited. And but I, Can I can I share something with you? Yes, yes. The book is forwarded by Nipsey. Um, Nipsey wrote this for me in 2000, because I started writing it like 2015, 2016, and he sent it to me, and I saved it, and it's super great, and I'm really excited because he... He did the forward. I got some great words from Maverick. I got some great words from from Wayne and um, Charlemagne. So I'm just I'm I'm really excited. I'm really really excited. The only one person I'm missing is Malcolm is Mac Miller. But other than that, it's all coming together.
1: So so your la- I love names. Your last name is Killer. Mm-hmm. So Thank you. Civil is ter- you've used civil to turn into a meaning. Yeah. So. So when you say, for example, in your book, Living Civil, what does it mean?
0: It's living to your fullest potential, living to your fullest purpose. And my mom used to always say, in a world that wants you to be everybody else, I want you to remain civil. So that's something that stuck with me. That means in a world that wants you to be everybody else, remain yourself. So that's my way of continuously saying live civil is just living in your purpose, living in your dreams, living in life, in, in purpose that you see for yourself. And that's, that's what it boils down to.
1: That's awesome. So Thank you, mama.
0: Thank you, mama, for helping me build my brand. <laughs> yeah.
1: And all the mothers, my mother too, she's, she's my rock, but you know, it's, it's fun to talk to you. And as I said, mm-hmm. I, do, I like doing these I talk or discussions or interviews mm-hmm. a big fan of i don't like hearing about success i like hearing about the, the failure to get there does that make mm-hmm. sense um mm-hmm. but you're you're an inspiration and such positivity which is amazing and it's thank you uh it's inspiring and i think i was looking at your instagram today and i was thinking my god she has 745 or 44,000 followers and i bet they all want to be her. Just like her, and I, but I, I really do like some people. Just I want to watch what that person is doing. I want to see what they're doing. I think you're <laughs> you got an audience that is following you, which is really special. Yeah. Do you,